This is Dave Green at Eastline Studio with a reminder that the GoFundMe campaign continues. You may make a donation at GoFundMe.com forward slash the historians. Thanks to all who have helped so far. The historians is heard at BobCudmore.com and on SoundCloud.com. Search Eastline Studio. Programs are also heard on RISE, WMHT's radio service for the blind and print disabled, WMHT.org. This is the Historian's Podcast. I'm Bob Cudmore, and we welcome Dave Northrup to the program. How you doing, Dave? I'm very well, Bob. Thank you for having me on. Dave Northrup is editor of a book that's just been published, but it's not technically speaking a new book. Uh, Dave Northrup uh, lives in Rochester. He's a native of Amsterdam. He's author of The Memory of Broken Things, a fictional stories that he wrote about the Amsterdam area. And the book that has just been published is Hugh Donlan's The Mohawk Valley. Uh, can you tell us uh, what is the Mo- what, what is this book? What is the a book that Donlan, Hugh Donlan wrote? Well, Bob, it's a history of the Mohawk Valley, and it spans a rather long time period. Uh, Donlan starts with a brief uh, review of what the valley was like just after the end of the last ice age, about 9,000 years ago. And he gives a broad overview of the history of the valley up to about 1940. And his emphasis in the history is primarily on uh, the colonial era in the valley Mm -hmm. and the revolutionary era. That accounts for really the first 38 of uh, his 48 chapters in his history. And my part in this, uh, Dave Northrup edited uh, this manuscript, and my part was to uh, contribute a brief biography of Hugh Donlan, uh, who was a newspaper reporter and a columnist for the Amsterdam uh, Evening Recorder, uh, born toward the uh, end of uh, the 1800s. He he lived well into the uh, 1900s and is best known for his History of Amsterdam, written in 1980, called Annals of a Milltown, and writing regularly about Amsterdam history. I mean, he really is the go-to guy. I mean, he's the guy that uh, all of us who write about Amsterdam history end up quoting. Yes, I think he's arguably the uh, most important historian of uh, living in the 20th century, of the city of Amsterdam, and I think with uh, this history that's just been published of the Mohawk Valley, uh, he's also an important figure in providing information uh, on the history of uh, the valley, which for Hugh Dallin began in Schenectady and stretched west to uh, the the Utica, Rome area. Uh, He's also an authority on, on the valley for the common reader. Uh, Donlan was, uh, and he tells us this in the foreword uh, to his history, he was dissatisfied with previous histories that had been written about the region because he felt that they were written for an academic audience. He also felt that they were uh, much too long, uh, and because of their length, they would not be of great interest to the common reader. So he set about uh, writing what he felt uh, was a, a book that would be accessible to the common man, if you will, the common reader of uh, his day. So I think that Hugh Donlan uh, 
saw himself as, certainly as a chronicler of the age in which he lived, because he was a columnist for the Reporter, and uh, he, he wrote a weekly column uh, as in addition to reporting on, you know, the local events as a reporter for the newspaper. Uh, but he also saw himself, I think, particularly in this book, as an educator. He wanted uh, his, his readers to understand the importance of the valley in the history of the United States. Mm. Uh, if I can just add to that, it, it, this, writing the valley, the history of the valley in the 1930s, was not his first book about the history of the area. His first book was entitled The Story of Oresville, and that was published in 1932, and I believe it was published uh, under the auspices of the Catholic Church because it does contain, it does have the imprimatur of the Bishop of, Al of Albany. So it was, uh, it was a book approved, you know, for reading by the Catholic laity. Um, so I think that Dahlman, you know, began early with his interest in the history of the valley, began with uh, his investigations and in, in his history of uh, Oresville, and then continued on during uh, a good chunk of the decade of the 1930s with branching out and trying to give us an mm. overview of the history of the entire valley. And I would add that he wrote the Mohawk Valley, this extensive history book from the Ice Age to 1940, under a, a great duress or under stress. I mean, he's working. His wife is ill. She's confined to the tuberculosis sanatorium on the Swart Hill just outside of uh, Amsterdam. He basically accomplishes the research and writing, I'm, I presume using some of his uh, weekends if he had them, but writing at night when his four sons are sleeping and then using part of his vacation uh, during uh, the summer months to visit historic sites and, and libraries uh, throughout the Mohawk Valley. And as you say, he, uh, he gets it right in terms of covering the whole valley. He uh, writes not only about Schenectady and Amsterdam and Fond and Fultonville, but also about Utica and Rome and, and Herkimer and, uh, and Little Falls. But the, the sad thing, well, to me it was sad, uh, thing uh, about it was at the end of the decade when he's finished, nobody would print it. He, he approached publishers, and I think uh, did he not approach the, the state ed department? Yes, he did. I think he first uh, approached Union College, and uh, I guess they didn't want to publish it. He was rejected there, Re uh, approached state ed department, they rejected it. Um, my suspicion is that, it, you know, it may have been an economic issue. I mean, the United States at that point, 1938, 1939, was still in recovery from the Great Depression. And uh, as I said earlier, this is not an academic book. It's not written for an academic audience. It does not uh, argue for a particular interpretation of uh, the history of the Valley. It is a broad overview and maybe the publishers that he approached uh, were not interested in, uh, in producing something for that kind of audience. But at any rate, as you say, he, he did he lay the book aside, lay the manuscript aside, um, and the family kept a copy of it. Uh, but then he went on, and, and as you noted earlier, to write Annals of a Mill Town, which uh, I believe was published in 1980. And that really solidified his reputation, I think, in terms of, uh, of a chronicler of uh, the history of the city of Amsterdam, particularly at that point in Amsterdam's history when it was 
uh, the scene of, of, of a lot of industrial uh, progress in the valley. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, his interest in the valley was, uh, I think, a lifelong love, as was his interest in the city of Amsterdam. Mm. And I presume that uh, the existence of this manuscript was helpful to him. Uh, in uh, the writing that he did about Amsterdam. And I believe he did one other book uh, of some uh, Mohawk Valley stories uh, uh, during the years that um, you know followed the uh, unsuccessful effort to get the Mohawk Valley published. Yeah, that's my understanding as well. And I, but I have not come across uh, you know, any copies or any extensive information on that other book on, on Valley Stories. Uh, but he was a man, really, who was interested in, uh, you might almost say consumed by uh, his interest in his region. He was really uh, enamored of the Mohawk Valley, uh, of, its, uh, of its beauty, as well as its, uh, uh, well, its, of its physical beauty, but is, uh, and also enamored of uh, the progress that, uh, particularly in the 19th, in 20th century, the industrial progress that was uh, extant in the Valley. Dave Northrup joins us. He is editor of Hugh Donlin's The Mohawk Valley. If you enjoy the conversation, do click on Part 2.